Hey guys, and welcome to Hungry for Trouble podcast with your hosts, Jack, Maria, and Chelsea. And we are here keeping it real health and wellness. Hey guys, and welcome to episode one of Hungry for Trouble. I am Jack here with Maria and Chelsea, and we are keeping it real health and wellness. This is episode one. We are talking about coaches and their hypocrisies, and we are talking about fuck up coaches today, you guys. I am so excited. This is our launching episode. We are fucking stoked to be here, you guys. Um, but before we get started, we kind of want to break down, hey, what the hell is hungry for trouble, who we are, and what do we got to bring to the table moving forward. So I guess let's start with some like introductions and background and stuff. So Chelsea, yeah, start with it. I would love to start, actually. That's what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> so I do life. I do life and I want to share <laughs> I want to share life with you guys in all aspects. Um, I'm here to give good advice on nutrition and sex and parenting and hobbies, mostly sex. Mostly sex. <laughs> um, shoot away with those questions whenever you have them. I'll give you positions and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm just here to keep it super real with you. Um, bring my life experience to you guys and help you on your wellness journey. Yay. We're clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like give us a little bit more, Chelsea. Like where's this uh experience coming from? Like give us more background family or the education at like where did you learn all this stuff that you're bringing to the table for us now? Experience. So much experience. I have five kids. I'm married for almost 10 years uh, <laughs> um, and then nutrition in the past five six years became a passion because I feel like you should fill your body with wholesome food and that will nourish you um, so no education on anything this is true life experience and um, complete passion for it may not sound like it in my voice right now, but it's totally there. <laughs> a lot of passion. Ask these ladies. They know. Yeah, um, I was going to say, Rhea, I think, and you can agree with me on this, I think one 100. of the nice things about Chelsea is that because she doesn't necessarily have that educational background and it is straight experience, she's not going to be biased in any type of way. It's a lot of trial and error. It is hands down, like, nitty-gritty, getting in there and kind of figuring things out for yourself, mm -hmm. figuring things out for your kids, figuring things out for other people, mm -hmm. which makes you incredibly um, knowledgeable in the sense that you are not biased to what textbook is going to be. Absolutely, and a valuable asset to any team. Many of you guys probably know and have seen Chelsea around in the community at the gym. She is a positive vibe that you want on your team. 100%. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> I tell people that you're sunshine and human form. Oh. <laughs> You're my sunshine in my pocket. I, like I have a pocket <laughs> full of sunshine. Oh, that was so nice. <laughs> 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 all right. Maria, you're next. Give us some background, girl. All right. All right. So, Maria, I am uh, owner founder of Grounded Evolution. Woo! So, I am here for all your emotional well being needs. I have done occupational therapy in the medical model 
field for seven years. And I am here to say that all the good stuff, all the stress management tips, like how to calm your nervous system, you do not have to have an illness to get the good information. So I am here to help you help people manage um, just whatever the hell is going on with you emotionally. We all go through some tough shit, especially um, in the last year and a half. So I'm here for that. I bring my training um, and also my lived experience because life is not easy. I too have had to use these tools. I've had ups, I've had downs. Um, So I'm here to meet you on your journey. Beautiful. So, and I guess I want to touch on something before we move on, but Maria as a coach is kind of bringing in this new coaching style. It's really hybrid, you guys. And when I say hybrid, it's that combination of that OT background that she's got mixed in with wellness coaching. Maria, do you want to touch on that a little bit? What is this hybrid training? Because you are kind of one of the only people I know who does this. Yes, absolutely. So again, even though I am an OT by trade, uh, I tell people straight up, I am not bringing you OT services. Um, I'm bringing my background. I'm bringing um, an ability to look at you as a as a person holistically. But that coaching piece means that um, we can work together one on one. Again, you're not going to need a doctor's order like you maybe typically do um, if you're working with an OT or PT. Um, but I do bring some pretty neat tips and tricks. So I do use biofeedback technology um, from HeartMath. It's just a neat tool that can really help make some of these emotional wellness um, pieces more tangible to you. So it's it's just kind of a blend of all the good things. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, when I'm talking about Maria up to, you know, my friends, family, clients, things like that, I guess my words that I use to describe you is um, picture somebody who can be a wellness coach to you, mindset coach for you, but like is almost like a doctor. <laughs> yes, um, yes. So it's pretty awesome because it's like <laughs> you have an educational background from it, but also the experience, but also the mindset coaching, which is just this unique blend that I just really haven't seen before. Yeah. yeah. So. A um, little background on me, you guys. A couple of you guys know me already. My name is um, Jack Laban. God, that's weird. That's <laughs> married. So married. Yeah. Really married. Two folks. months almost married here. And God, that is weird to say your name <laughs> out with something else. But most of you know me by Jack Rabbit. Um, private sector personal trainer. Been in the industry for probably 10 years now, actually, this winter. Um, I currently am owner of Rabbit Training LLC, um, the Not Built for Bunnies group. Um, basically, uh, eight years of education, guys. Um, let me tell you, if you're in that part of your life right now where you are trying to figure out what the fuck you want to do for the rest of your life and you have no idea, like change your mind. That's cool. Um, went to school for biochemistry originally because I was apparently really good at it. Um, by the way, that sucks ass. That sucks ass. Um, <laughs> I can attest to that. It really does. It's it is, terrible. It's, you know, other than doing research, like, what do you do with that? I am no okay. idea. Bacteria. Yeah, it's um, terrible. Yeah. And then, so I was like, you know, whatever. Gonna go back to school. Got a degree in marketing and graphic design, which, by the way, is mad cool. Very useful. Mad Very useful cool. for a podcast. <laughs> um, by the way, unless you want to live in one of the five major cities, which, by the way, I'm from Stuartville, Minnesota. No part of me wants to live in LA, NYC, um, Miami. I don't want to be there. So I was like, oh my God, what the hell do I do? And, like, weirdly enough, I somehow got thrown into the fitness industry. And uh, honestly, people are like, oh, you must have been athletic your whole life. No, um, I was uh, what my sister refers to as, apparently they're called an 
Fs. It's a non-athletic fat person. <laughs> 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 um, and so she goes, don't be an F. And I had no idea what she meant, but I was that person. <laughs> By the way, it wasn't until later that's on true sister love right there. Yeah, isn't she so nice? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I used to be the girl who would get like hit, not hit, right, in, in dodgeball and just be like, oh, no, I'm out. And just walk out. <laughs> so as the people who are listening to this podcast, anybody that's like, man, I have never been about training. I have never been about fitness. I have never been about sports. Girl. Boy, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> and trust me, there is a better way to go about it if you are that person. So I am here keeping it real with fitness. And um, guys, I don't know. I think we can all agree that basically hungry for trouble, guys, is just about anything you want it to be in regards to health and wellness. Absolutely. Um, we got our three tiers. We got fitness. We've got nutrition and sexual health. We've got our mindset coaching, which anybody listening to this right now is going to know is a complete overlap of every single aspect in every way. You cannot be successful in one and not the others. You really need all three of these to be successful. And the cool thing is, is that on this podcast, we can cover basically anything health and wellness. And now you're going to get three different perspectives from this when you're like, Hey, I want to try this thing. Oh, I wonder what my nutrition coach would think. I wonder what my mindset coach thinks. I wonder what my personal trainer thinks. You're going to get it right here, right now. Two times a month if we're doing really good. Um, <laughs> we get days, it. Life happens, guys. We can't, you know, we, my husband is the guy who says, well, just make sure you, um, you know, under-promise and over-deliver. That's what he says. I don't know if we should do that. but you know. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and get started today with coaches and their hypocrisies. We just introduced ourselves as coaches. And people are like, well, what do you mean by the hypocrisy? So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw the first question out there that a lot of our clients personally are wondering about, people listening to our podcast are wondering about. And the big question of today, you guys, for discussion, Chelsea Maria, is why do people hate or fear coaches? What the hell is the turnoff? Why does everybody hate us? <laughs> why does everybody hate us? Why are we not approachable? Why, um, you know, where is the stigma coming? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Maria, you want to touch on that a little bit? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, we wanted this first episode to kind of hit one of the big perceptions, I think, that comes along with being a coach. And we get it. Like, sometimes it seems like I think there's this perception we're unrelatable um, or, like, we're maybe on this pedestal. And, yeah. I, you know, and I think, like, we, we feel that, but not, like, because we're putting ourselves there but I think we can sense when there's a discomfort around when I introduce like oh I'm a coach or I'm a trainer I'm a guide um people are like oh boy like judgment this this girl gonna be judging me um so uh, we really wanted to hit this topic on the nail right off the bat and say I mean it's why in our intros today we kind of introduced ourselves as not only guides coaches but lived experience man we are just like you, and we are not perfect all the time. So that that's where I'm starting with this one. Not at all. I, uh, you know, story time on Chelsea, actually. Oh, one of the first times <laughs> I ever met her, she was working at um, Burn Boot Camp, and I had just gotten a job there. Abe Allen, shout out to Abe oh, Allen. Oh, um, And I remember we went out to Forger, and I had never met you guys yet. And um, we're sitting there getting ready to order food, and I'm thinking that this – hot sauce macaroni and cheese 
was just, God, it was going to be just fine. <laughs> I wanted to order it so bad. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I just got this job as a personal trainer, and I really can't have these people judging me right off the bat. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this experience at all, but I guarantee, and maybe both of you can relate to this, have you ever, like, gone out to lunch or coffee with a client, and you know that they're making conscious decisions because you as a coach are there. Oh, absolutely. You're guilty of being that person I, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the person who makes me oh, not no. want to get oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, uh, yeah, so you're that person in my Chelsea. So I don't know. Touch on it a little bit. What do you think? Why do, why do people, you know, what's the turnoff of coaches in your head? Turnoff? Um, for me, it was, where do I spend my money financially? Being a mom of five, like, do I invest in myself? Which I always absolutely think that you should invest in yourself, right? But if I can invest in my kids and make their life a little bit more fun, oh, this kid wants to be in basketball, this one wants to be in wrestling, you know, that stuff really adds up. So to me, it's just, um, is, it, is it worth taking away from my kids, right? Um, and there, <laughs> this sounds really bad. There are situations where it is kind of worth taking away because I need to be wholesome myself. And so I need to invest that money in myself in order to be the mom and wife that my family needs. Yes. Needs to amen. Be, right. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Finding that balance. And I don't have children, but finding that balance. You have four dogs. I do. <laughs> she does have like, children. Okay. It's pretty much the same. Can I just say You were wiping butts today. Everybody, so butts it's today. the same. Yeah. I know, like, can I just say like the minute that those fur babies got to go into the vet, I'm just like going to drain my whole thing. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, just as expensive. I too. swear to God, dog food in the price right now just absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, these dogs are gonna have to start paying rent or something. <laughs> I, can't, I can't with this. But um, no, you're so right. You know the price is a huge turnoff for a lot of people. Um, you know they one either selfishly don't want to invest in themselves. I think we have a couple of clients that are like that where they're like, I just can't invest in myself like that, not that much money. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the priorities are otherwise, up, you know, elsewhere. And the only person who can determine where those priorities lie is, you know, you and your family and your kids and your husband, right? And, and maybe, um, you know, I think maybe you guys know a salesy coach, you know what I mean? So I think, again, as a mom, as, a, as just a human being, um, if you're trying to figure out where am I investing my money, like maybe you've had a negative experience with a coach who was too pushy, you know, and too salesy and too, so you meet a coach and you think, oh, damn, they're going to expect me to book a session, you know, and that's, you know, like mm -hmm. that can maybe make us unapproachable, but know that like that, you know, these girls who I'm here with right now, that's, that's not what we're about. Like we want to put options on the table for people, take it or leave it, man, no judgment. Like we get it. Everybody's got stuff. 100%. And I mean, adding on to that, we're going to touch on this in a little bit here later on in the episode, but we're going to discuss, you know, how do you tell a bad coach from a good one? But we'll touch on that in a second here. So when I put a statement out on the Facebook kind of asking, you know, some of my you know Facebook friends and I put it out there, I was like, all honesty, give me the deets. Why do you hate coaches? Why do we fear coaches? What's the huge turnoffs for you guys? And I just want to kind of go down this list and we can kind of just like tap on that. Love it. So one of the first things that somebody said that was like, and by the way, forewarning on this, us as coaches, when we get this feedback, we love this kind of feedback, by the way. Yes. We really love this feedback. This is exactly what we want to hear. We want to clear these stigmas up. Maybe not change your mind, but change your perspective. 
Okay. So one of the first things that somebody was talking about on there was, is that they really, they, the turnoff with the coach, um, what they really aren't interested in is, is that they're afraid investing in a coach is either going to, um, challenge them and push them past their limits, which they don't want, or the vice versa of that, which is they don't think that the coach is going to push them enough. And they have a hard time making a solid investment into that because they just don't know if that coach is going to push them in the right ways. Right. Yep. What do you think, ladies? I think that full transparency has to be out there within your first consult. Um, first time meeting, getting everything laid out on the table to know if y'all are going to be a good fit for one another. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Uh, agreed. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think uh, that first, you know, oftentimes uh, a coach might offer just that complimentary consult, you know, a trial session, whatever that is, like take advantage of that, try to get a sense of their feedback, ask them those questions. And again, I know we're going to kind of touch upon that more, but that can really help if you're just like, what's the investment and is, is this going to be a good fit? You know, 100%, 100%. And I think, you know, we can each use our own businesses to, um, you know, as our experience, right? But I'm, I'm fairly certain, I know that I offer a free assessment to all of my clients. Maria, do you offer something like that as well? Correct, yep. Okay. Chelsea, you offer something like this as mm -hmm. well? Kind of just a free discussion, first time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and, and not all coaches do this, you guys, okay? A lot of coaches value their time a little bit more than that. They need to put a monetary value on that. Um, neither good or bad. There are a lot of coaches that's just kind of up to what their business tactic is and things like that. Um, I think because each of us have also had that fear investing in a coach, that's why we ended up doing the free assessment type stuff because we were like, hey, I get that. I can see why you wouldn't want to commit to a six month or a 12 month thing with me or a package deal this big because you don't even fucking know me. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and I don't know if you can read me like that. Um, so I totally get that fear. Totally get that. The second one is um, somebody, uh, you know, commented and said, you know, I really, I'm afraid that if I get with a coach who hasn't gone through the same life experiences as me, who doesn't have children, who isn't married, who doesn't struggle with mental health, who doesn't struggle with, um, you know, any kind of body underlying weight. body weight issues um, or diseases or medical conditions or just in general, any kind of traumas they've been through. And the, the, the list is endless, you guys, right? But if that coach hasn't gone through the same exact thing as me, how the hell am I supposed to trust them to guide me? Mm -hmm. Because they haven't lived my experience. They don't know where my walls are. They don't know where my limits are. They don't even know what I really want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I get that, I think. Um, you know, I, I've used coaches and guides in the past. It's how I've grown over the last 10 years. Um, and I, I definitely can vibe where um, it hasn't been a right fit with a coach, like, especially if I just feel like they're not getting me and they're not getting maybe my situation. They maybe haven't had the lived experience or, you know, or haven't maybe done any trainings in that whatever area that I'm seeking. Um, so that that's a valid concern, but also I think that's where like getting to know the person that you're working with um, will really help kind of clear up. Do they understand me either because of lived experience or because of training or because of who they've worked with in the past, whatever that may be, that can kind of help overcome that a little. Yeah. And I might be overstepping here, but 
if you're thinking about any of the relationships in your life, some of the best relationships you probably have in your life are because they have lived different experiences. Uh, right? Very good. Friends, yeah. Husbands, things mm -hmm. like that. Different perspectives. Um, doesn't mean that you can't love them wholly and, you know, and support them no matter what. And I feel like there's this huge stigma that your coach can't support you because they're on this pedestal like you yeah, said, yeah, yeah. and that they can't understand where I'm coming from because it's been so easy for them. It's been their lifestyle the whole time. <laughs> I think absolutely not like that has not been our lifestyle ask us um when did you get into fitness like you said you know not in high school not, not recently no. <laughs> <laughs> um it took I was eating Kraft macaroni and cheese in McDonald's and stuff. Okay. Like five years ago. <laughs> no, I don't. On, I don't record. Okay. It's recorded for the world. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's go to Forager tomorrow. I yeah, I, you know I don't really like that. <laughs> there, but are you gonna judge me? Absolutely not. Okay, I mean, I'm just going to be eating my tomato and basil salad. It was, it's all learned, you know, through our experiences. This is all learned to us. It wasn't, we weren't born with it. No, absolutely not. No. Um, and it takes, it takes a lot. It takes mindfulness in order to get that. And support, I think. Oh my gosh, yeah. All of us here, like, not only do we super appreciate each other's support, mm -hmm. and you know, we've all interacted with other business professionals, work colleagues, just friends, whatever. Like, we don't do this alone. I think that's a huge piece. You don't have to do this alone. Like, find a good fit. Find mm -hmm. what you're looking for. You know, get some. Like, do your research. Get some help. But, dang, I think like so many people do it alone, and it's hard. Yeah. Yes. And that kind of um, leads me into the next one, which is, um, you know, I, I think a good proportion of our clients, and this was a comment as well on this Facebook post, but um, I feel like there's a good handful of our clients who say, you know, what I could do is I feel like I've got a good handle on it. And I feel like even if I don't, I'm just going to look it up on YouTube or I'm going to go on Google. To Google and oh, my favorite is the TikTok booty bands workout. Those <laughs> ones are my favorite. Um, you know, I'm going to do what my best friend Cindy's doing because that worked really well for her. And so I think whether our clients want to admit it or not, there is a good handful of them that have a little bit of a, an ego in the sense that they're like, nah, I got this. Yeah, nah, I got this. And one of the things that really stuck with me early on, a client said it to me actually, because we were talking about training and coaches and stuff like that. And he said to me, he's like, do you fix your toilet yourself or do you hire a plumber to do that shit? Hell yeah. You that hire plumber. a plumber to plumb <laughs> your motherfucking toilet. Why the hell are you not doing it with a coach? It's the same type of stuff. They have the knowledge, they have the background, they have the experience. Please stop trying to fix your own toilet and just call a coach for the yes. love of God. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you value your time, you can get there faster with a coach. And and like it's not like you have to have 10 coaches. <laughs> but what are your goals? What are your priorities? Hire the plumber. Yeah. If you need that damn plumber. <laughs> and 
and God, find the balance. Maybe we can Google this, but we can hire a coach here. You know what I mean? You like you have less of a handle on. You know what I mean? I'd be lying if I said, you know, I don't go to, um, you know, a group fitness class occasionally just to kind of do some continuing ed type stuff and learn from other coaches. But at the same time, I'm also the person who, um, well, I'm not a person, but my sister is a hypochondriac. And so she's the one who's living on WebMD. You know, oh, no. and figuring out, you know, how to, she has cancer and or is pregnant at all times, <laughs> um, at all times you guys. But you know what I mean? You've got to find a happy medium, right? Like I might not have to go to the doctor because I think I just have a cold, but I can still hire, you know, Chelsea to talk to me about nutrition and there's a happy you don't have to hire a coach for every single thing. Yeah. So pull that ego back a little bit and just, you know, be humble yourself down, you know, yes. invest in those things. And honestly, yes. you guys agree with me, right? When I say, honestly, all you're investing in is how easy do you want to make this? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want to make it hard and do it on your own? Or do you want to hire a coach and make it real easy? Because let's be honest, we're doing the work. For okay. Just time. real quick. Now you say easy. Have you trained with you before? And do tell me easy. how that she easy. ain't easy. <laughs> All right. I shouldn't say easy, but, but she is I, good. But what I mean is, is that you don't have to come up with the program. Right. You don't have to yes. come up with the warm up. The you details. You just that. show up. You, you show up, and you get trained. Yes. Or you get nutrition plans, or you, you get someone to work with you. Like how? How the hell do I eat healthy? Chelsea's a gal. Yeah. And I can, I mean, you guys, how much time do you think you spend on each client based on a nutrition plan, based on, you know, a mindset session coaching thing? Um, or, you know, what do you call your sessions? I don't know. It's a session. That's all I, I need a cooler name. I want to I do call it an emotional evolution Kickstarter. Oh, that's the first one. See, I, that's I, the first one. I, that's way cooler than I said. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get I know, I know, I right? It, I like session is so. I know, like, blah, blah. But I definitely like the thingy. Emotional in there. evolution Kickstarter really thingy boosted yeah. it up. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like what she said that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Yes. So I think we just have to, you know, make that, you know, contact that coach. It makes it so much yes. easier. And when easy. I say easier, I mean that again. You know, Chelsea, how much time are you investing into these nutrition plans per client? hours on that mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Maria, same with you. Oh, hours yeah. on end. Oh yeah, I think not, about you guys all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and not including the actual session time that you're putting in. Right. You know, I'm thinking about the programs that I'm building for people and taking into consideration their background, their injuries, their medical conditions, their mindset, their nutrition, their sleep, things like that. And my God, do you have to do it on the fly, but I'm also putting in hours of work prior to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the next ones that's on here as well is, and actually, Maria, you're the one who said this one. You were talking about, I don't want to invest in a coach. I hate and slash fear coaches, or it's a huge turnoff because if I ever do have to end the relationship, (laughs) if I ever do have to end the relationship for whatever reason, whether it's a financial thing, um, you know, change of priorities thing, um, you know, maybe it's not a good fit for you thing, mm-hmm. you know, I just like, I fear ending that relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I hate, I hate that. So, I mean, if you're out there too, we get that like, Oh damn, I don't even want to start because then I'm going to have to have an awkward conversation at some point to end it. Right. And I've been there. I get the awkwardness, do it anyway. 
honestly, you don't know until you try. And like, honestly, if you're legit kind of like ending that with that person, you'll never have to talk to him again. Like no skin off anybody's back. If you try it and then, yeah, whether it's finances, whether it's not a good fit, whatever that may be, or you can just be like me and send an email and then go and say, bye. (laughs) But (laughs) I know, (laughs) but, but, real you know just like don't let the fear of like god how do i get out of that damn thing now don't let the fear of that hold you back you just don't know until you try they're trying to end it before they even start <laughs> right <laughs> exactly Maybe go on a date first yes yes <laughs> yes please i mean and, and chelsea i guess i'm going to ask you this one i feel like especially when it comes to friends and family mm-hmm. they don't want to start with you because they're like well what if it doesn't work out then i have to you know, weirdly end this business relationship with Chelsea, but I like love her as a friend. And how the hell do I do that? You just tell me, you just tell me, and I'm going to accept what you want because I love you and I want what's best for you. If I'm not what's best for you, then let's find someone that is better for you. Oh, that and response still- makes me want to cry. <laughs> her caring is coming out, guys. It's just, uh, uh. I know. You you just love. (laughs) And I think that people forget who they're forming a relationship with, right? And even if it's somebody you've never worked with before, right? How the hell can you start this relationship when you're already ending it, right? But I do understand that fear. My husband, Justin, um, you know, he made it super, um, you know, clear, you know, brought some clarity to the table for us in the sense that he said there are two things in this lifetime that are hard to end. That is your relationship with your bank and your relationship with your gym membership. And man, that kind of hit home for me. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? We all know those sleazy salespeople. And then you have to explain why you don't like them. And you know, it's always an awkward situation. But they make it more awkward with all the questions. Just be like, just accept it. Yes. And let's move on. Yeah. That's all. 100%. And I think the other thing um, with family and friends, like, so. Sorry. (laughs) Um, If you have a family um, or friend who's wanting to maybe work with you or or you're the family or friend and you want to work with a coach that you know or one of us, whatever that is, know that we I mean, when we step into this arena as you know, obviously we're a business and we're a coach, we can separate that out like we. Sorry about that, guys. We're kind of new to this podcasting thing, and we were unaware that you only have 30 minutes to do this. So I guess we'll be better next time. <laughs> but anyways, See, we're improving. We are already, but Maria, you are leaving off. Yes, yes. So um, if you are a family friend and you're wanting to enter into a relationship with a coach, just know that like we do the work to separate that out. Like We can love you as a family or friend, and we, we totally get it. Like If you got to cut the relationship business-wise, if you're like, oh, this isn't a good fit, you're, you're cutting a relationship with grounded evolution with not with Maria. You know what I mean? Like I still love you as a friend, still love you as a family member, whatever that may be. Um, 100% you're, we're ending the relationship with the business, not with your friend, not with your family member. With that said though, I get it. Like I think around the topic of emotional health, um, mental health, well-being, stuff like that. I get it. Like if you don't feel comfortable, cause you know, we know each other. Um, I get that too. So, you know, just ask, ask the coach you're thinking of. It's like, are you comfortable with this? And if not, they likely have a couple people or someone in mind that they could send you to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, you know, I guess uh, weigh in on this, you guys, but I believe that 
you know, most of us as business owners or small business owners or people who genuinely care about our clients, I have a privacy policy. Oh, in, yeah. In my agreement. Oh, yeah. So anything that is discussed with me, that stays with us. 100. You know what I mean? um, and I think, you know, Maria's shaking that. She's like, hell yeah. Yes. I think actually you got some pretty significant like laws in regards to that. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. As an occupational therapist, I still treat everything like HIPAA. So your shit ain't going anywhere, uh, whether you're, you know, any kind of client of mine. Um, but again, I totally get like that personal relationship aspect. If you're my, I don't know, I'm going to throw my brother, even though, mind you, my brother would probably never come to me for coaching, <laughs> but I totally get it if he doesn't want to open up about all of his deepest, darkest secrets. So know that we get that as coaches either way. Just ask, you know. For sure. 100%. And I'm actually um, going to touch back on, you know, because this we got this one a couple of times about the pricing, mm -hmm. right? Um, I just want to touch on this one more time because, uh, you know, talking about those salesy coaches, right? And one of the things that I absolutely hated when I worked for another gym, and I feel so bad looking at it now, um, I'm guilty of being this coach who did it um, as it was required by the gym I worked at at the time, but I never do it again. I will never do it again. Um, one of the things that I hated was one of the sales tax tactics that they had was um, basically, you know, asking you what your priorities were. And if health and fitness was on the priorities, which it should be for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Or it is to some extent. Mm -hmm. But the trainers, the owners, the managers would basically say, well, if it's that important to you, then you should be spending more money on it than you are on these things that you are, right? And looking back on it now, it was they were basically trying to move your priorities around for you. And man, looking back on it now, wow, just big wow. That's a bad coach move, you guys. That's a bad coach move. 100. Um, you know, if I was talking to Chelsea and I said, hey, Chelsea, now seriously, personal training is way more important than those football dues that are going to be due at the end of the month. What the hell would you do to somebody if they said that to you? I would probably just end that relationship. 100%. One huge turnoff, extremely disrespectful. And then number two, um, you know, you just lessened that approachability. You lessened yeah. that relatability to totally. it. Um, you know, if, a, if somebody does their, you know, assessment, their session, what was the cool session called? Emotional evolution kickstarter session. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was so cool. If somebody does that and they decide to talk, I don't know about you guys, but the last thing I'm going to do is go home and tell my husband all about it because I can, you know, really at the end of the day, the only person best to live with that decision is the person who walked away. Mm -hmm. right? Totally. Mm -hmm. um, so when we touch on this a little bit later in the episode, talking about good coaches and bad coaches, I'm just going to tell you right now that's bad coach. Yes. Bad coach. Yes. Ladies, would you agree with that? Yes. yes. 100%. And honestly, timing is everything. So someone maybe just does that first initial consult session and they got to walk, you know, either because it's not a priority, it's not a good fit, or it's just not right now. And that's for them to decide. Mm -hmm. And then the timing just wasn't right now. Like I, I am just a firm believer. Like you, usually the universe, your higher power, whatever, if you have that, they send you what you need when you need it. And so no skin off anybody's back. If someone walks, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just think if you kind of take that approach to it, it's not personal, it's not whatever, 
you do you, you know, you got to do you and what is, what makes sense for you and your family right now. We want what's best for you. Yes. Regardless if it's with us or with someone else, we want you healthy. We want you well. Yes. Yeah. And really when it comes to health and wellness, fitness, everything related, um, you know, if somebody walks, but they go somewhere else, that's still a win in my mind. Yes. That's still a win in my mind. Yes. One of the things that I put out on Facebook a long time ago was wherever my clients are now, past, present, future, wherever the hell you're at right now, you fucking go, girl. Yeah. Whatever you're doing right now, wherever you're at, whatever gym you're at, whatever trainer you're, you know, whoever you're with, I'm down with that because you're still on the journey. I'm just glad I got to be a part. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Yes. And I think like, I love thinking as a coach, as a guide, I love knowing that I planted a seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if our conversation planted a seed and got you thinking like, Oh damn, I need to be doing something about my marriage. Like that ain't not going well. Like whatever that conversation we had, if that sparked something, if that planted a seed for you that turned into something that you needed, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Agreed. And actually, you know what? I like that you touched on the timing thing too, because um, I'm very guilty of being the person who is like, yeah, I'm not investing in that. Um, mostly because I had no money because I was in college. <laughs> right, uh, come because on. Because I was like, yeah, this is so cool. I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then later on when I actually had the funds, mm-hmm. I did come back to it. Yes. I did come back. But nobody yes. in their right mind wants to be like, yeah, this is amazing. I have no money. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Nobody wants to say that, right? They're right. like, yeah, I really can't commit to that right now because I just feel like I got a lot of things on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke. Uh, bro. There's no things on the plate. I ain't got no money. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, so I'm true. guilty of that, you guys. I'm sure you're about the same Oh, too, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and one of the other things that somebody commented on, um, and I know this is really long, you guys, but we really want to touch on everything that you guys have said. But one of the other things, too, that I kind of said at the beginning was, um, you know, one of the huge turnoffs with coaches is when they're trying to promote products mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. We're all icky. sitting here, we're like, we know a coach that does that. Feels right? icky. Um, my favorite is, um, I'm just going to use this as an example. Um, I went and got a facial um, one time. And, again, that was the only time that I did this. Um, I went and got a facial. And, um, honest to God, and, and this is a while ago, you guys said I did this facial. Um, I went and got a facial and, um, the whole time, all she was trying to do was sell me some products. Ugh, whole time. Fine. Um, I, I'm a personal trainer. Um, I have no skincare routine whatsoever. So when she's trying to sell me these products, number one, I have no idea what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> no, I just got toner today. That's a big move, apparently. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I, I still don't know what that is. Oh. Okay. Well, that's cool. It's, it's good fine. for oil face. Right. It's really, it's apparently really good for your pH on your whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll have a skincare like, episode, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have skincare routines. <laughs> maybe, but, you know. Um, anyways, but she's trying to sell me products the whole time. I have no idea what the fuck she's talking about. And, and, and also, these products are extremely expensive on top of the facial that I just purchased. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. You know, I'm all about products. You know what I mean? I have products on my shelves and things like that. But, um, you know, honestly, I I pride myself on not being one of those coaches because I think at the end of the day, it's, again, up to the client. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's going to come from a recommendation that I make for them. But that's when they say, hey, 
do you think this is a good product? Yes. Um, yes. And that's a little bit different. And I agree. Yeah. Like I, I mean, again, nothing wrong with people who have products on shelves, you sell products, whatever, but there is, there's a way, there's a way to do it in a non-pushy way. Like the place where I go for my chiropractic care, um, they have like these real cool looking shelves and it's got cool earrings and I don't know, calm rollers and other crap like that. And I, I never get sold to, but damn, I do look at it every time I leave. I'm like, Ooh, that looks cool. That stuff will sell itself. I mean, it, I went in there for like a year and I did ultimately end up buying like a cute bracelet, but it just, it never felt pushed on me and it was kind of always my decision. And I know if I was looking and I asked about a product, they would have been there and they would have answered my questions. But, you know, yeah, there's just, there's a way to do that. And if you're feeling like sold to every time, mm-hmm. it's yeah, no fun. We no get fun. that. Not at all. Not at all. Um, one of the last ones we're going to touch on, second to last ones that we're going to touch on here is, um, and I'm going to kind of morph these all together because I had a couple of people who said roughly the same type of thing. Um, you know, I had a couple of people who kind of said, you know, I hate coaches that are in a one-way mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a lack of options. They have a lack of flexibility. They don't explain their coaching. Um, I feel constantly judged. There's this constant battle between, you know, realistic expectations and idealistic expectations. And so it's, again, kind of going back to that pedestal thing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and where they don't think that the coach is going to be um, judgment-free, understanding, approachable, relatable, um, you know, are they being realistic with what what I need or are they being realistic with what they think is – you know, like something I'm capable of. Um, And again, kind of touching on that comment of, you know, not being understood because they haven't been through the same things. And, oh my God, that coach has a six pack. And because that coach has a six pack or, oh my gosh, because that person has like, you know, eight years of education or whatever, like Mm -hmm. Maria does, you know, I just don't know that they're going to understand. You know, if they do understand, I just feel like they're going to be really set in their educational ways. and so kind of putting that all together into one big thing, it just makes a lot of people turn off from coaches. They hate them. They fear them. You know, Chelsea, what do you think about it, Hayes? No, I, I completely agree with that. Them. Out of that, like, kind of big-ass list that I just gave you. Like, what? You can't, you can't be like, it. so do you agree with that and stuff? Um, that was a lot that you just spewed off right there. <laughs> so, that was, that holy moly. Okay. Let's break it down. All right. Let's break it down. All right. On that list, what stood out to you and you were like, fucking, yeah, that's She's me. Like, that's where's me. that list where's at? The list? the list is great. Do you see this list? Right there. Yeah. Okay, right fit. One-way mindset. Okay. Okay. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love her. Um, All right. So here's here's what I thought with that, though. Like, I, we were talking about this. Okay. So our friend Jack here totally was eating steaks, letting us just drool over them when we arrived. They're brainstorming. Totally kidding. Um, But we really were doing that. We were brainstorming. And anyways, this one came up and... You know, we said like there should be there should be some versatility and flexibility when you work with a coach. And absolutely, like if you're doing one-on-one coaching with someone and they're throwing a one-way, my way or the highway, cookie cutter, you know, same thing for everyone approach, be very careful. You know, like like there, yeah, if you're doing one-on-one services with someone, like you should be able to expect that they have more than one 
one approach. Um, there should be some some wiggle room in that. And, and so like we see that we get that concern that like you're worried, oh, gosh, they're only going to they're, they're only going to be like a no carb diet person or gosh, she's only going to have me do the weights. It's like, no, I mean, you know, but again, you got to like ask the right questions, come into that consult, um, like just kind of bringing what your concerns are and seeing how do they shift and mold to that because we get that that's like a concern that it's like, oh gosh, it's going to be judgment, criticism, and they just see this one line. And if you get that sense, like ask some questions, really dig. And if that's what it feels like, you know, I don't think any of us would recommend that, right? Like, right. Not at all. I mean, and I'm going to say this out front, out front, and I think you guys are on the same page with me. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. One of the coolest things that happens to me in a client session is when I say, all right, we're doing this today. And as soon as a client looks at me and, and, looks at me and says, hey, Jack, why is that on my program? Oh, you guys, yeah, my heart <laughs> flutters for that. I just, I just, uh, she loves I this. Feel like, I, I feel like I've gotten through to my clients because you know what you should be doing? that you should be fucking asking why that's on there. Mm -hmm. yes. You should be asking your coach why we're doing it this way. Mm -hmm. yes. You should be asking them because the reality is, is that if they don't have an answer, you know that that's some cookie cutter stuff. Yes. Right. So when my client says, hey, Jack, I notice we're doing sumo squats instead of the regular squats today. Can you tell me why we're doing that? Actually, yeah, girl, you were telling me last time that you were having hip mobility problems and low back problems. I'd really like to see if this makes a difference for you. Yes. And then they're like, you know what? I'm more likely to do these sumo squats now because <laughs> I know why I'm doing it. Or when I correct somebody, and you know, I my sister said this one to me the other day. She's like, when you do a injury preventative corrective exercise for me, she tells me that she loves when I tell her why I'm making her do that instead of just doing the correction. Yes. Mm -hmm. So instead of just being like, hey, fix your foot right there, I'm saying, hey, fix your foot right there because biomechanically that ankle angle is going to really mess up that meniscus, which is really going to alter up into that hamstring. And I know that you've had problems with your hip flexors. And I really just don't want to mess up that side. That's why I'm having you correct it. Yes. Right? And I think Maria, you're kind Makes of on the same all the difference. Where you're like, you got to do this because this. Yes. Nutrition. Yes. yes. You know. Yes. There's it's a not reason tailored we... for everyone. Yes. I, I, and I think that gets to, and I mean, honestly, that could be a whole nother podcast episode. I swear to God, we're not going to make you guys sit here for three hours like Joe Rogan. Although we could, <laughs> we could get to that. But know that there is a difference too from like, if you're feeling uncomfortable because you feel like they're just saying one way and it feels like a one-sided conversation, that is different though than a coach who we, we do have experience and expertise and whatever it is. And so know that sometimes the, the ideas, the suggestions that we throw out, they might feel uncomfortable. And it's because we're, we see you, we see you at that next level, man, we are trying to get you to that next graduated level. And so know that some of that disease and discomfort, it's not always like just because, oh, it's got to be this way. It's because we do think it'll benefit and, and we can tell you why. So also, you know, if you feel comfortable with the coach, be okay with leaning into that new suggestion. I mean, God, uh, we got um, Chelsea here trying to advise Jack to cut out dairy, man. And like, but, and like, you know, but why? And what are my options? I mean, but that's the type of thing we're saying, like, 
Sometimes the suggestion might feel off. It might feel funny. Ask, ask, lean into some of that. Like we don't know until we try sometimes. Yeah. And the pushback, you know, we expect that a little bit. And, yes. And, yes. and I will ask questions. It's 100%. I will also touch on this though. Okay. I, as a coach will admit that there's some crossover. Here's what I mean. Okay. Sometimes I have a warm up on the board that just was great for the day. And I might carry that warm up over through the rest of the sessions throughout the day because it just perfectly works with what they're doing that day. Yeah. Right? Um, there are certain exercises that I will carry over into all my females programming, knowing that, for example, low back pain is a very common problem for a lot of my females. Yeah. So is it likely that Maria and Chelsea might have one of the same exercises on their programming? Yes, that is a strong possibility. And I think that you can say definitely with nutrition, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. That you're like, yeah, when I make recommendations, there are some crossovers like that yeah. because they are literally looking for the same exact thing, the same type of needs. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, you know, Maria, I know with your, um, you know, your heart and stress test, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a commonality with your sessions. Yes. And yes. so obviously there's going to be some crossover with that. Absolutely. You know, people read somewhat similar in certain, you know, yep. situations or lifestyles, whatever. Absolutely. Um, so there is a little bit of crossover in that, and that's to be expected. I mean, there isn't, you know, there's not as many um, variables involved with what we do as you think. There are a lot of variables, but there's not as many as people think. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Because, I mean, honestly, for the most part, I think a lot of us, we are catering to a certain, you know, we're bringing in a certain population. Like, the people that are coming into here to see Jack, they're not here to become I don't know, like Olympic swimmers. I mean, maybe they are, but I'm just saying like, that's where we obviously, we kind of know kind of some of the issues that the people are seeking. That's why they're in front of us. So there's going to definitely be some crossover, some things that are a little bit standard, but we do our best to really meet you where you're at. Also, I feel like squats are good no matter where you are. Hell yeah, squats are good. Whether you are an Olympic swimmer or maybe you're just like a mummified. Yeah. Squats are can't have that mom butt. Yeah. Right? You called I me know. out. You called me out on that. And so I squat, squat I said, all day. I said Hank Hill. I said Hank That's cool. It happens. I'm keeping it real. Yeah, I'm just keeping it real, you guys. Keeping it real. All right. So I'm going to move us on to um, this next point and kind of moving on to our next thing. That, you know, we're straying away from that first question we asked. And I want to just touch on briefly before we go to our second question. Um, we were discussing today about the spectrum of clients, which by the way, does include coaches. Okay. So what I mean by the set, uh, the spectrum of clients is that you have one end of the spectrum, which is your perfect clients, your perfect coaches. You're talking about people who are not flawed. They are hundred percent on their shit all the time. We don't know these time. people, by the way. I've never met them. <laughs> I don't know these people. <laughs> it's a spectrum. Sure they exist. Yeah. They do on TikTok. They do on TikTok. So true, but we're man. talking about those clients that definitely, you know, outshine the rest. They are always on their shit. They are extremely successful. Again, we rarely know these people. <laughs> um, and then you got the people on the opposite side of the spectrum. And I'm not going to call them bad clients because they're not bad clients. I'm just going to go with the word 
unmotivated. That's what I was going to say, unmotivated. Um, unsuccessful because they're unmotivated. <laughs> um, you're, I'm talking about the clients and coaches, number one, the clients who you half say, assonant. Oh, half assonant. lights are on. Barely assonant. Lights are on, nobody's <laughs> home. You say, hey, do this. They say, sounds good. And they walk out the door and they completely forgot what you said. Zilch. They're not even there. Zilch. They're not even there. All right. And then I'm talking about coaches who, um, you know, let's go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to use the media. Do you guys remember that movie heavyweights? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> where like, you know, some of the coaches were a little bit bigger and mm -hmm. they're trying to get the kids to lose weight at the fat camp or yes, whatever. Yes, that yes. Disney movie. Yes. Right? And then, but it was like that twofold coaches where they're like, mm, do you practice what you preach though? And we all know those coaches, right? Where they're like really good coaches. Mm -hmm. They're like excellent coaches. They are so knowledgeable, but you're like, well, are you using this knowledge? Right. And so we have that spectrum and then we got the 100% perfect and then we got the people right in between. And remember on a spectrum, that's where the large curve comes up and that's where the majority of the population sits, you guys. Now, one of the things I really want to clear up with this, okay, is I feel like if we took a poll that at least 50% or higher of our clients would say, yeah, the coaches are that 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Oh my God. It That's might look funny. like that, you guys. It might look like that. But you know what? Again, the fun part of a spectrum is, is that the majority of us are sitting in that dead ass center. You are talking about, um, and, and I guess let's go around the room, ladies, and maybe say like, you know, I am a coach of 10 years who does personal training in a private sector. Um, I've done group fitness in the past, things like that. I preach to my clients that they should be working out at least three days a week. Mm -hmm. you know, depending on what their goals are that might adjust. But I always say three days a week, mindful movement, at least moving your body, doing things. Have I hit three days a week, every single week? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I just got married. That was super busy. My studio was in construction. And honestly, sometimes that alarm goes off. And you know when you have that like, like minute to three minute contemplation about getting up to go to the gym? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That happened the other day. There was no contemplation, you guys. I shut that bitch off. I didn't go. I <laughs> no, didn't go. Said no. And that, that's how I knew my body needed it, though, because there wasn't even a contemplation. I was like, fuck this. Nope. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. and did you feel guilty? I didn't. I didn't, didn't feel, feel guilty. guilty. No, yes. I didn't. Not that time. Are there times where I do? Ooh, a little too often, honestly, you guys. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. A little too often. Only because I'm a coach and a fucking I am the exception to the rule. I am not the exception to the rule. That shit is just as hard for me as it is for my clients. It yes. is hard for me. I am not the exception to that rule. Chelsea, are you guilty of this? Oh, completely. Completely. Um, whether it be I didn't work out for a whole month, uh, like the whole month of September, I didn't work out. And I'm not a fitness coach, but I have a huge passion for it. Um, and I eat some bad things sometimes. And I She don't may have or may not have had a milkshake. In yeah, I had a milkshake. And <laughs> no <some> judgment. <laughs> I don't have sex every single day. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. She's I'm not the exception either. What about you, Maria? Yes, agreed. A hundred, I think everybody assumed because I do preach a lot of meditation and yoga on my Instagram account or Facebook account. Like, y'all think that I'd be just sitting like Buddha <laughs> an hour a day. And guess what? That does not freaking happen. I try. I try to bring you guys my realistic, what am I doing? And sometimes that's like five breaths in my car after a work shift. Like I 
totally get it. I'm on the same journey as y'all. Um, I preach a lot of tools and I really try to use them because I believe in them. But yeah, I'd be lying if I said that there's not days at work where the stress is just already at a 10 and I'm like, God damn, I just want a piece of chocolate. Um, so we're there where we get it with you guys. We are not perfect. And we don't expect, so for that reason, we don't expect you to be either, man. We, there's no judgment. We're with you. <laughs> we're with you in the trenches. Absolutely. And also, I'm just going to comment right now. I, for the longest time, was like, God, Leo's was the last time on her carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you're posted, you're on the carpet. I'm like, this girl be living on the carpet. Do you have nice carpet? Is we do. Carpet? We have extremely it's like this plush. <laughs> She's seen my carpet. Oh my gosh, I want to come live on the carpet. And I do be loving my carpet. That is where I jam, meditate, yoga. Stuff happens on the carpet. <laughs> that's all we'll say, but. <laughs> I promise I'm not. <laughs> but, all right. So, guys, and that's touching on that relatability, that approachability. Yes. And I'm hoping that this kind of makes you a little bit more, um, you know, forward with a coach and more likely to seek out a coach or at least have a more appreciation for us. I swear we're just like y'all. We just have a little bit more experience and education in that field. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to our last question of the day. I know this is a super long episode, but I'm not excited about it. No, I'm really no. not excited about it. No. Um, last question of the day is, all right, Jack, Maria, Chelsea, You've been talking to us about, you know, why your coach is such a turnoff, basically convincing you not to seek out a coach. Um, and you <laughs> talked about, you know, how, you know, maybe that's not so bad, right? So the second question of the day is, is that what, how do I know, like, a good coach from a bad one? You know what I mean? Like, what the hell should I be looking for when it comes to these things, right? And now you're going to get a perspective from, you know, your mind, my mindset, wellness coaching, your nutrition, sexual health coach, and your, you know, fitness and mindset coach over here. And we're just going to kind of give you some things to kind of look out for, right? Some mm-hmm. things to look out for and basically some other things to consider, some perspective here, right? Um, so number one on our list is, is that um, I think that you know a good coach when they are personable and open-minded, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um so the more approachable that they are, the more personable that they are, the more open-minded they are, usually they're a pretty good coach. Can I just tell you my experience with uh, one of my coaches? Yeah. Yes. Okay, please. okay. So his name is Abraham, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if any y'all know him. Okay. The first time that I saw him, came in, walking into the room like this bro. <laughs> right? I'm doing a bro walk, if you guys are wondering. Um, <laughs> no, no. Just like he just didn't seem like approachable, right? But he he ended up, like once I opened up to him, he ended up being a terrific coach, right? I think the, the long locks that he had too made him a bit more approachable. But like <laughs> the bro walk. Abraham, I hope that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to judge a book by its cover. Like, don't right. don't base it just off the bro the bro walk. The bro walk. Yeah. Get to know him a little bit. Yep. Yep. And also, I think you said earlier, Chelsea, but as much as you throw into it, mm-hmm. that's what you'll usually get. Back. Oh gosh, yeah. All right. If you've yeah. opened up to a coach and you've been transparent with your coach and they haven't done that back to you, 
that's usually a red flag. That's a bad that's coach. That's usually a red flag. That's not personal. That's not relatable. Um, so keep that in mind, okay? That's your red flag on a, on a bad coach. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's one of the first ones there. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of moving on to our second one, you guys. Um, how to tell a good coach from a bad coach, okay, is um, I think – one of the best ways to tell if you have a good coach is if they can get to the root of where the issues lie. Yes. Amen. You know, yes, are yes. they able to read you? Are they able, you know, are they listening? I know that's such a basic skill, but yes. like, are they hearing you mm -hmm. or are they listening to you when you're saying things? Right. Yes. Um, one of the first things I do when my clients come in is the first question right off the bat is where's the energy today? Are you here? You're not here. Is your mind here? How'd you sleep last night? Because basically that tells me as a coach how hard I can push up. Yeah. Right? It also tells me what issues I need to address other than fitness in the gym. Yes. What do you think, Maria? No, I, I love that. Like I think that I think that pulls out a couple pieces. Like one, does this coach like meet meet you where you're at? Like energy level wise. I mean, honestly, like in order to, I think, like really be successful in whatever journey you're on with that coach is like they, they got to meet you where you're at. Like you both know you got to know where you're going, but they got to be able to meet that energy level. And then two, hold on, totally thought it's getting late, guys. I literally can't. No, nope. um, <laughs> we should do coffee next time. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. It yeah. literally lost. Wait a second. It's okay. It's okay. So. Nope. Can't think of it anymore. <laughs> so the first I one. So I'll do it with clients and I'll be like, did you see that? And they're like, wait, what? And I go, it flew and you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't come back that to one it. Flew. Back that to one me. flew. That's it. We'll come back to it, right? Yeah. Okay. So one of the other things that um, you know you can find a good coach versus a bad coach, right? Is how versatile is this coach and are they willing to admit they're wrong? Are they willing to admit that it's outside their scope of practice, if it is, and mm -hmm. refer you out somewhere else, if that's the case? Yeah. Yes. Right? Um, I am one of those people where if it's a client that I don't feel like I can assist mm -hmm. in that area, I will not hesitate to refer them out. In fact, I've done it before. If I feel like it's a mindset issue that I can't address in the gym, the first thing I do is I refer them out to Maria. Mm -hmm. That's one of the first things that I do. Maria, I think you've mentioned before, like if you don't feel like you can handle it. Yeah, they're going to a therapist, man, and recommend they go talk yeah. to someone. Yeah. Absolutely. If, and my scope of practice, I am not licensed or certified in nutrition. In fact, it's a very thin line when it comes to the fitness world, by the way, that's a little secret that I'll tell you guys in, is that I really can't comment on much. I can make recommendations, but that's about it because I have a certification in personal training. Now, if I feel like it's outside of that, I'm going to refer them out to Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm just going to touch on this. Tell me if I'm wrong, Chelsea. Even though Chelsea does not have a certificate or license in the area, she is not associated with another scope of practice. Correct. So therefore, she's really not drawing on that thin line of right. going outside that scope of practice. I know that sounds weird, you guys, but it's usually if you're affiliated with one thing, you can't be affiliated with another thing without an additional certification or license. Correct. Is that true for the most part with you too, Maria, when it comes to your area? 
Yes. Yes. Basically, like, yeah, like I, I do emotional being stress management, stuff like that. But I mean, like, same thing, for example, if I wanted to start talking about nutrition, I have no lived experience. I mean, like I eat well, but I don't, you know, I don't know the background behind that. So mm-hmm. I'm not bringing any lived experience. I'm not, it's not really within my scope to do a ton of nutrition stuff. So same thing I would, I would refer out to my girl, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or like you said, you know, if it's a serious issue, you're referring them out to their Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how you can tell a good one from a bad one. Are they willing to admit that it's outside their scope and are they willing to refer you up somewhere else? And actually, um, kudos points if they're willing to push you in with a direct referral somewhere yes. else. A direct referral, right? I am not beneath saying, hey, you know what? I feel like what you're looking for is some group fitness, girl. I just don't know that private sector personal training is for you. I really think maybe you got to something else, right? Yeah. Or, um, you know, I have a massage therapist that I'm absolutely nuts about. I will refer directly to her. I know it's out of my scope of practice. I have not been even doing that. Mm-hmm. So. 100. Um, one of the other things that you can kind of note on, um, on our list here, good, bad coaches, right? is, um, and Chelsea, you brought this one up, is the difference between a coach who is clearly passionate about what they're doing versus Mm -hmm. the clocking in coach. Yeah. 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 Touch on that for us. Okay. So I feel energies. When I walk into a room, I feel the energies. And so when I hear someone talking about, say, Jack, you're talking about personal training, I can feel your freaking passion coming out at me. Like it's, hugging me and hitting me in the face <laughs> like this, you know? That's what it's doing. I can feel it through your posts, Maria. Your posts have just like that energy and you want you want to help people. Yes. And I can feel that passion so much. I have the passion where I want to share sex, not mine, but your <laughs> own sex. <laughs> My Maybe some stories will get there. Uh, <laughs> but then nutrition as well. Like that is so such a big passion yeah. of mine where I, I, we, like I said before, we all want you guys well. And so if you have a coach that you don't feel some type of energy from, that you don't get the vibrations from, yes. walk away. Yes. Because that's not a true fit. Yes. They should light up when right? they talk about their trade. off. I mean, yeah, I just think a good coach lights up. And you'll be able to tell the fake from the not fake. Yes. With with them, with their expressions, with their hand gestures, absolutely. Yeah. Have you guys as coaches ever gotten into one of your rants mm. in front of a client? Like just about something I love, and I can just geek out on it. One hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. You geek out on it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, oh damn, sorry. Oh, this is about you, not the heart, or whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I know we all have one. We're all sitting here, like, we totally geeked about this. Um, you know, I've gotten into biomechanics with a client, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to explain something. And then I was <laughs> 10 minutes later. 10 minutes later, we're talking about biomechanical angles and physics. <laughs> <laughs> And then my client's like, yeah, so like, what's the next thing? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's cool. I'm, I'm stoked about it. You're not stoked about it. That's like, um, but you can tell those coaches. They'll go okay. on those ramps a little bit sometimes. And it's the difference between a coach who's willing to explain a little bit more mm-hmm. and dive deep with you versus that coach that keeps checking the clock. Just the like, surface level. Oh, yeah. And if they say this line, this is a red flag. Well, our time is up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Oof. 
red flag, you guys, red flag, because I know that I've ran over on a session time before and I'll be like, all right, I'm just finishing up with a client right now. Go ahead and you can start your warm up. I'll be right with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm never like, ah, good thoughts, guys. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> no, red right. flag. That is a red flag, you guys. Next one we got on our list here is, um, you know, talking about that, um, the value, the skill set, the education, and the experience level. Okay. Now, I'm going to go ahead and preface this. I do not believe that every coach needs to have both in order to be a good coach. Agreed. And I'm talking about education and experience here. Mm -hmm. I don't think they necessarily need both. I think it needs to be one, the other, or both. And it can't be none of them. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Now, do I know coaches? Does Maria know coaches? Do, you know, does Chelsea know coaches who, I think we all know some coaches that have one and not the other, and they're great fucking coaches. Mm -hmm. They are amazing coaches. And then we have coaches who have one or both and are fucking awful. Fucking awful coaches. Oh, yeah. Bad coaches. Bad coaches here. Yeah. Right? But take that into consideration when you're seeking out a coach. Because, and I don't mean whether they have it or not, I'm talking about whether they have it and what is the specificity with it, right? What I mean is, is that, sure, that person might have a certification in personal training or nutrition or mindset coaching, but where does the experience come from? And is there a very specific zone and market of people that they're working with, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example... When I was working at Burn Boot Camp, and me and Chelsea were working there, and Maria, you were a client there at that yes. time. Yep. Burn Boot Camp is an all-women's gym, minus a couple of the evening sessions with the co-ed, right? Mm-hmm. But so we really got an inside look. I got an inside look into what does coaching women look like, mm-hmm. yes. right? And Chelsea, yes. you got into what does mindset and, you know, Things like that. What does that look like at an all women's gym? Maria, you attended the gym, so you already know about this. Mm-hmm. But that was a whole other experience for you as well, because I'm guaranteeing that this was probably the only gym you've ever attended in your lifetime that was all women's. Yes, right? absolutely. Yep. So it's you know it's that little bit of that extra experience that they have, and so let me touch on this. If a coach has been in multiple areas and worked different places, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, one, it incorporates a little bit more variability and background into them. Yeah. Um, and maybe that just wasn't the right fit for them. Just like finding a coach isn't the right fit sometimes. We have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Coaches are the same way. Mm-hmm. I've worked in gyms where I was like, not a great fit. And I had to go somewhere else. Yep. And I think Maria, Grounded oh. Evolution is in that process right now. You're opening up Grounded Evolution. And you're in that finally getting to that place where you're yes. like, yeah, I'm going to find my own. Yes, this wasn't a good fit for me. We've worked in five or six other places before this. So, yeah. and but I, I, I value everything that each of those experiences oh, yeah. taught me. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I would not be where I am today without that. And I think it goes to so like knowing what questions to ask and what are you researching when you kind of look up a coach. You know, go to their Instagram or Facebook pages. Go to their. You know, if they have a website, ask them the questions as far as you know, is it the lived experience? Like how, you know, like, have you walked in my shoes? They'll share your, they'll, they'll share their stories. Um, you know, what, what is their education experience certificates? What do they hold? Like, just know it's okay. And we expect those questions. It's why we want to be open and transparent about that as we enter a, or a potential coaching relationship with someone. 
ask those questions because again, right fit, Mm -hmm. know, know what they're bringing to the table. And at the same time, know what you're bringing to the table. Like, why are you coming to this session? Like, it's really helpful to have your goals just kind of a little more clear. And obviously it's something you'll work on, but um, I think it's just that energy that each person's bringing to the table. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to say this. It might not be a direct giveaway what kind of clientele they work with. Yeah. Sometimes they really work with more of a broad market than, than, than their Instagram shows, their mm-hmm. Facebook shows. Yes. Um, you know, one of my clients told me, this is super funny, but she told me, she's like, I must be the biggest winner you have. Um, and I laughed. She's, she's extremely, um, I'm just going to use the word wise because I'm not going to use the word old. Um, <laughs> she's very wise. Um, she said, oh, yeah, I got to be the biggest winner you got. And I go, well, number one, my sister trains with me. <laughs> um, number two, my mom trains with me. <laughs> but no, more importantly, number three, I have people who are in this gym struggling for real, for real in here. And, um, you know, I have a client who is um, an amputee. Mm-hmm. I do have clients, my oldest client was 95 and she's had like three hip replacements. I have clients that have RA, I have clients that have carpal tunnel. I've had, I trained a girl who like sprained her ankle and was like in a boot and she was jump roping. I have no idea how she did this, but she's very <laughs> motivated. Um, but it might not be a dead set giveaway, right? And Chelsea went touch on this with the nutrition, right? Um, kind of what you were saying, Maria, maybe, you know, everybody thinks, oh, Chelsea is such a sweet angel and she cooks, she cooks all organically. She has no room for efficiency in here. Um, I don't know that that might be the facade she's given off, but I, I can guarantee you that she's got a little bit more to offer than that. And when I say a little, I mean like a, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Ask the questions, get to know, yeah. mm-hmm. get to know. 100%. So, and that's kind of like our last one. Now I'm going to touch on one last one and then we'll just be done for the day. We'll okay. You just that. said that was the last one. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm going to touch on one last one. You know one. how confusing that is? One. Chelsea and I are falling asleep. Yeah, no. it's 1041 at night. We're I'm fine. It's fine. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, it's right around that TikTok. Yeah. Time. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I went in bed an hour ago. Right. I watched some funny videos. <laughs> no, I swear this is the last one. And then we'll let you guys go. Uh, but the last one is, is one of the things that's, you know, good coach, bad coach. And I got to touch on this because I feel like this is a big one, you guys. A good coach versus a bad coach and assessing their work based on what they look like as a coach and what their clients look like. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is a big one because I feel like there's this huge, huge, huge stigma of if the coach is built and, the, you know, the coach has a six pack and the coach is always posting on Instagram their nutrition meals. And, you know, the coach is always on the carpet doing a mindset work. <laughs> whatever the coach is doing, um, you know, and what they look like or what their routine looks like, that they're untouchable. Right. And that, um, you know, I feel like people pick the coach that looks like they do the work. Yeah. And that's true to an extent. You want a coach who is kind of living, breathing what they are coaching, but that's not the only thing because I think there's another huge stigma around the clients, right? So if you see a personal trainer and all of their clients are like these ripped athletes 
or all of their clients are like happy, go lucky, powerful mindset beings, or all of their clients have lost like 50 plus pounds on this nutrition plan. They're like automatically like, oh my God, this coach must be Right. And as much as I would like to say that that's true, I'm going to say something that's going to piss off a lot of people. Coaches do not fail their clients mostly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me mm-hmm. say that again. Yeah. Coaches do not fail their clients mostly. Bad coaches do, but good coaches don't. A coach contributes about 10 to 15% to the goal that this client is working towards. The other 90 percent or 85 percent is up to the client so it's really how dedicated are these clients okay mm-hmm. and i'm going to say this right now i know coaches that will turn away clients that they know are not going to be successful and honestly um i'm guilty of being one of those coaches if i don't feel like somebody's in the right mind frame mm-hmm. i might tell them hey when you're ready you come back to me and i'll be here but i just don't know that you're ready right now yes okay yeah. So I think that's a big thing we got to touch on is don't judge based on what the coach looks like and don't judge based on what their clients look like. Yes. Okay. Maria, you want to touch on that a little bit? If I can hold this whole thought <laughs> in my brain, you guys. Okay. So yes, think of a couple things. Yeah. I mean, if a coach looks amazing, that's great. That's like half the equation. You're like, okay, at least they're living the experience of whatever it is that doesn't make them a great coach, educator, mentor, whatever. Like not everybody has that, you know, they can be really disciplined themselves, but if they don't know how to translate that to you, it's kind of of no good. So that's why, yeah, you can't just base it off the, whatever your coach looks like. And then that other one too, about like how the clients, how maybe you've seen, you know, pictures or you've heard stories about what the client's results were Again, you can't base it solely off that because you don't know each of those clients' goals. So you're going to a trainer and you're like, well, why is everybody not down to 5% body fat and looking like a bodybuilder? That's not their goals. I work with Jack right now. I am not trying to lose weight or be a bodybuilder. I am here for consistency. Am I getting consistency? Yes. So that's the other thing. Like you just can't look at a group of their clients and say, oh, I'm going to make this judgment. They either are good or bad. those individual goals that everybody has, we don't know what those are. So yeah, I love bringing this one up to the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You, you held your whole thought. I did. Oh, (laughs) thank you. The funny thing is is I forgot that you even said it at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was going to go that way. proud of you for being consistent. (laughs) Smart ass remark. I'm sorry. I love it. I love the accountability. The more tired Chelsea is, man, the ruder. More saucy. I'm sorry. Saucy. (laughs) I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna I'm gonna quote this one as hashtag saucy. That's what this episode is. Yes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Hungry for Trouble. This is episode number one. Give us some feedback. Um, Send us your questions, you guys. You know, we are down. We are planning on doing this for the long haul. So we want to address all the questions, all the concerns, all the things. And honestly, nothing is too nitty, gritty, or even a little bit too dirty for this group to cover. I, I promise you, there's no filter when it comes to this group. 
you want to talk about, I had on here as an idea, <laughs> boob episode. Yes, a whole episode questions. on boobs. Like, yeah. it and by the, the way, whole... my husband was stoked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think all of our husbands are going to be stoked for that episode. He wasn't about it, but then he's like, boob episode, definitely. I yeah. feel like they're just going to picture us dating boobs and then, <laughs> and then massaging each other's boobs. <laughs> you should wear your boob earrings. Ooh, <laughs> or make us all boob earrings. Yes. I would be cool with that. Like that. Yeah. All right. Yes. Share all right, this. everybody. Comment. <laughs> Stay for the conversation. Come on back. Come on back, guys. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you. And make sure to share this podcast to your friends and family. The more, the merrier. You know they need to hear it. Have a good one, guys.